You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, this show, we get into some uh, car auction talk. We get into uh, electrifying classic cars. We get into uh, the new uh, the Newman Escort, right-hand yep, drive, Paul Cosworth, Newman Paul Newman Escort. Car builds that are a good jumping-off point. That's what we get into today, and also uh, a little uh, Zanku chicken story. First, I'll tell you about Dodge. This summer is the best time to join the brotherhood of muscle. Dodge, power dollars, 10 bucks off uh, based on total horsepower of your new Dodge. Every 2020 Challenger, Durango, and Charger. Enjoy the sweet sounds of a Dodge Charger SRT Scat Pack 485 horsepower, by the way, and get... 4850 bucks off. See how that works? And summer power dollars are back on the Dodge Durango performance-driven SUV. Make uh, summer trips a breeze. Fit everyone with the Durango 7-passenger seating capacity as well. You get more power, get more off. It's simple. Hurry to your local Dodge dealer now. Take advantage of the Dodge power dollars. Again, 10 bucks off based on the total horsepower. So, again, get the horsepower, up that horsepower, and then uh, up the discounts at the same time with Dodge. Hey, sports fans, Adam Carolla here. I want to tell you about my new daily sports show, All Balls, All Sports. Join me and my co-host, comedian sports expert Jeff Cesario, five days a week as we get into the daily news from the world of sports and gambling. From NFL and NBA game action to off-the-field shenanigans, there's no sports topic too hot for all balls, all sports. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and find us at podcastone.com. Got to get on the church. We're going to mend it. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. This is CarCast. I'm Adam Carl. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there. How you doing? I'm busy. I'm well as I can be. There's a lot of elements that uh, fight against my happiness, but I, I move forward like a shark through a sea of retarded people <laughs> who have no idea what life, how life works. I, I, I realize I have so many people in my life that have their version of life, yeah. that it's almost impossible to deal with people who have their version of life. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, you can't really argue with people who have their version of what's going on, so you just swim forward. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. So uh, all's good uh, over here in the car world. Let's see. So some updates with our 12th or 13th Newman car. Nobody, I can never. I want to say thirteen. You want to say 13. I'm going to go with 13. I've toggled back once. I have a magnificent brain, but I, it, it does have its shortcomings. And one is, is once I toggle back and forth between something, if you said, uh, let's do dinner at 7, and then uh, later on you went, make it 7.30. And then I went, I thought we we're going at 7. And then he said, no, 7.30. And then we waited three days. I wouldn't know what time we're having dinner. Yeah. Um, but if you pick one number, I know it a year from now. And if you tried to tell me a year from now, no, it was seven thirty. I'd go, you're a fucking liar. But is but once I toggle back and forth, right. I'm screwed. I think thirteen was the uh, was the number. This is a uh, Cosworth Escort Ford right hand drive 
Um, I don't know, 73, 72, 71, early 70s Euro Escort. Uh, Newman owned this car. Um, I guess he was co-owner of this car. Right. That's the distinction, right? This was one of the cars that he raced and then personally owned or Mm co-owned. So it was one of... I, you know, whatever that does to the value of the car, but it does something special to the story of the car, I believe. Of your cars, we talk about, uh, you know, the Camaro with the Oldsmobile body that, you know, it was Oldsmobile and the Camaro was one that he personally owned. And I believe is the 87 300ZX was also one that he also owned at some point. And not just raced or race team owned, but personally owned. So this is a pretty cool... Pretty yeah. cool car. It brings another American car into your uh, collection. It brings a Ford yeah. into yeah, yeah. your collection. Yeah. All I had was the Dually. And it does bring another American car. People forget about the two Oldsmobiles. Yeah, they forget about the two Oldsmobiles. And uh so funny because the... The the Escort is right-hand drive, and it's got the Cosworth twin-cam engine in it. So it feels really European, you yeah. know, and it also yeah, yeah. looks pretty European. And, and you forget how big a footprint Ford had in Europe and has in Europe is, you know? Yeah. And so it's funny, when I think about Ford, you know, I think about a Galaxy. I, I think about uh, a Granada. Yeah, you know, yeah. the kind of weird boxy stuff. I think about F one fifty pickup trucks, but you forget that uh, that they had a Euro division, and some of those cars had a had a, a naturally a European kind of flavor and flair yeah. to them. And I always like um, I always like the uh, Ford. Uh, God, not the Escort, but I'm trying to think of the uh, sexy European they used to call it over here. Have a brain fart here. Ford had a uh, they they in the mid seventies brought a God what you should know a Capri a Capri Ford right. Capri and yeah. they brought the Ford Capri over here in like I don't know seventy four seventy five or something like that and it, at the time it was like a cool car like first off it was a little car with a V you could get a V six in it mm-hmm. which was sort of cool. The Capris and race trim are really cool pieces, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen a few of those, that Euro race trim, where they have the V6 with the you know fuel injection and the big stacks uh, on it, and yeah. the, and the cam, you know, the cam is driven by the belt outside the outside the engine, you know, out, outside the head, and it's like, oh, that's a cool Euro five-speed, you know, European-looking kind of ra- race yeah, machine, yeah, yeah. you know, and. I always thought, you know, I, I guess in a way that's the Ford Cobra, you know, like I liked the European kind of vibe with the American lump in it. And uh, and and so I've always been a fan of those cars. I never really had any of those cars, but I've always been a fan. So the Escort is sort of along those lines. I, I, I was kind of thinking if if there's I think it would require a slight change in the year of cars that can qualify for Goodwood Goodwood Revival, but this Escort would be a cool car to bring to that event to do a little racing at at that event. 
you know, if you think about its European flair to it and the right-hand drive and, you know, maybe a little awkward to race. But uh, we talk about what would you race in a Goodwood Revival, mm-hmm. which I, what's the cutoff there? It's like 70? Now it's like 66. Oh. There's nothing, there's nothing past 66. You'll probably, uh, I mean, that's how it was. I, I can't tell you I've read the rule book. Yeah. You know, lately. But if you picture Goodwood, uh, now thinking about it, here's a good way to verify my 66 number. Also, the, you know, the aforementioned steel bear trap for a brain. <laughs> so once I hear 66, it's yeah. 66. But if, and I think this is a way to substantiate that it is 66. So Kalen can look it up. Cut off for Goodwood years. Okay. Goodwood Revival. Goodwood Revival. If you go to the Goodwood Revival, and we have been, and you look at the Ford GTs, you only see the first gen Ford GTs. Yeah. You don't see the Mark IIs. You don't see the bigger ones. You don't see the big block ones. You don't see the next gen, so to speak, Ford GTs in that pack. And you'll see a bunch of Ford GTs, but they're all the first kind of version yeah i was gonna say the the first gen mustangs as well 65 66 and the galaxies you don't see the bigger there's no mock ones i mean there's no donahue yeah you know you would see the the donahue um trans am cars in there which would be the next gen yeah you know i mean that you know there'd be a bunch of trans am cars going at it in that race yeah if in fact they took cars from past 66 Nine, wait, 1966. 1966. That, that's it. That's a funny race to watch because you see the little cars go flying around the track, and then you see a guy in a Ford Galaxy <laughs> just go trying to go through that chicane and just like so much horsepower against like the Mini Cooper, you know. But then when it comes to the turns, it has to slow down so much to get around the chicanes. There's so much car to move around. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, Kaylin, I, I sent you like a they they loaded up the uh, the escort this morning as we're recording this, and hopefully we'll get it uh, soon. And I don't know how long it takes anymore. A week, maybe it's four days, maybe it's five days. But uh, the guy took some pictures, loaded it up. But I wanted to be able to hear the car, and they do pull it in to the to the truck. By the way, when you see the car, it's not what you think. You're going to see it with its flared fenders and race trim. It's kind of badass. It's blue and red stripe. It's not doesn't look like when we say a Paul Newman car uh, it doesn't look like all the Paul Newman cars you've got in the collection now uh, so uh, if you if you go to the the book you look at the the winning the race in life of Paul Newman the big hard hardbound book there's a full color one page picture of this car which really made it worthwhile for me like <laughs> I mean, I've seen that book for years and years yeah, and years, yeah. and I've always kind of seen it's a full page. It's a color yeah. shot. It's him driving, I guess, at Lime Rock at a Trans Am race. And I've always known that car has been out there. And Ross Bremer, I think it is, mm-hmm. who's oh, the gentleman who owned the car, is uh, we've always been kind of around knowing he's around, you know, knowing I think a lot of these guys... We spoke to them at Amelia Island a couple of years back. It makes a difference to them where the car goes. Yeah, he was a little sad this morning. Oh, uh, he was a little sad to see his car go, because he's got a lot of history with the car. Right. And uh, 
the, he sent it along with like a tub of notes, all very well documented, and a lot of his like handwritten notes based on stories he's heard over the years to go with the, mm-hmm. the printed notes. But uh, they're pulling it into the truck, so we're just going to hear it uh, real quick, just a little bit of uh, uh, just the sound just kind of idling as it goes into the truck. All right. There yeah, it is, everybody. Just a little something, but we'll get more when it arrives here. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, shoot some, you know, shoot a little video. I'll post something yeah. up on social media when it gets here. So where where should gonna be people fun. go now to check it out? So check it out at uh, at Carcast Show. I'll post that one up at uh, at my social media at Moderator as well. All right, so uh, that's going on. There's the auction that's going on. Stratus, Stratus, the Stratus auction, and uh, you know. Quite frankly, that auction needs a little more attention. I know it's a new company. We spoke to the guy, uh, the guys that were putting it together. Um, they're doing a, a good thing over there. They got some cool cars, but that uh, that auction needs a little more attention. They've got the cool Nissans up there, uh, the Cunningham car, and the uh, GTP. Yeah, Was it the I don't know. <laughs> I just call it GTP. That's <laughs> yeah. everyone will call it something that that's. It is a GTP car. Most people don't argue with me, although if you look at the label, it might be something different than GTP. Mm-hmm. But Nissan had a very successful program with those cars in the early 90s, mid, late 80s, early 90s. And they, they whooped up on Porsche and Jag and, you know, everybody. Yeah. So that's a that's a cool piece. Um you know, somebody buys that car. They're they're definitely buying some history with that GTP car. It, it, that's not like taking the Escort out and you know fueling it up and you know checking the gap on the plugs and going out and racing. That mm-hmm. thing takes a small army of people to kind of <laughs> hook it up and start it up and yeah. tend to it. You know, but 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 if and when you do that, then that car kicks ass. You know. And uh, and I hear they're balanced and pretty easy to drive for the most I, part. Actually, I, everybody that we talk to at the track that drives that or something similar to that say, once you get going, this is these are fantastic to drive. They're easier to drive. There's so much, I don't know, I guess sort of sitting in the center or just like slightly off center in the mm-hmm. visibility or in that bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I would imagine that uh, it's fantastic. Probably a, a much different experience, but... But very, very cool. Mm. So, uh, the, yeah, there's that. And, again, the auction could probably use some more eyeballs. Um, I think the Cunningham car uh, has a – is it $100,000 with one uh, bid? Somebody just bid 100000 like yeah, the day so it kind opened. Of a, kind of an opening bid. And I think it was a long auction, 15 days, 14 days. And so there's about a week left on it. So maybe it gets a little more action toward the, toward the end. But, you know, I'd love to see that car go to a good home. And I'd love to see that car show up at uh, at Monterey again as soon as that opens. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem with Monterey is it's in California. So <laughs> I think that's a problem i was listening to the news on the way over and they were talking about gavin newsom's gonna let wine bars and and breweries reopen as long as they don't serve food and people sit outside and get their table a day in advance and i've flown on 20 commercial flights since this thing's been going down people just sitting on an airplane 
their mask around their chin, taking a nap. <laughs> I don't know. Is it that much of a science? Well, listen, I, 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 I'll say this. A credit to everybody that's been listening to the show and fans that reach out on social media and they keep saying, hey, man, we've got a vintage race. It's in Texas. It's in Atlanta. It's in Ohio. You should come out to this event. And we're always like, yeah, yeah, it's too far. We can't do it. They made their point. California is terrible. <laughs> right. And it, it may never open again. And uh, we should have been going to Atlanta and Texas and Ohio and Brainerd and Connecticut yeah. and all these places the whole time. Um, so the uh, there's that. And then, and then uh, I think there's another race coming up in December for us at Laguna Seca, which... Um, it's funny. December seems like a ways off, but it's it's coming fast. It's coming fast. Yeah, I don't know when that race is. Early December. Yeah, we, we were. I I don't have the date. It's beginning of December. Um, I I don't know why I had something like around the sixth in my head, but I could be wrong. If you I have it in it. your head, I, it, I sort of have a recollection. I mean, look, you're not going to move the race, or you're not going to put on a race in December and have it be December 21st or something because yeah. people are like tr- in Hawaii for Christmas. It's funny. Or I had six in my head and it turns out six is a Sunday. So probably like that four, five, six right. kind of And weekend. I don't, I guess it's another uh, 2.5 Trans Am race or B sedan race, fun group, good guys, like to go out with those guys, yeah. my car a little more sorted out. But so we're going to, we got to, I don't know, a little bit of time, you're going to do that transmission swap. You're taking that, we talked about it a little bit last week, you're taking that, the the transmission out of the 610 with the better gearing and putting it in the different drummer 510 and and, right. and hopefully it, it, it works. I mean, the right. last time you drove the 610, it seemed to work, the transmission. Yeah, but yeah. yeah it, that's the one we want, the Comp 2 box, I guess, versus the Comp 3 box, which... I have a lot of this in my life where, like, I go into the falafel place and I go, hey, could I have the 50-50 shawarma, the uh, half chicken, half beef? And they go, hmm, everyone asks for that. <laughs> Sorry. And then I go, they're the same price, right? And they go, yeah. And I go, all right, well, just give me not more meat overall Yeah, if it's Six ounces of meat on a shawarma plate, make it three ounces chicken, three ounces beef. Yeah. I know. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we can't do it. And I'm like, I, why can't you do it? And they go, yeah, that's what everyone wants. And I feel the same. I feel this way <laughs> many facets of life where I go, what do I got this fucking comp three box in this car for? Yeah. Second, third gear, the same gear. Yeah, I know. Everyone hates them. Yeah. <laughs> why am I running it? I know no one runs it. No one likes it. Well, what's it for? How who invited this comp box? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a bad box. Nobody wants one. I've run here many times with this fucking comp box. I, yeah. I have one in the Roadster. It's a little different situation, but it's the same problem. No difference between second, third gear. Now I'm running this whole weekend with this fucking comp box. Yeah, I know. No one runs them. No one likes them. Why did we invent this thing then? What? Why does it exist? Yeah, why why it exist? is it in my car? Or more specifically, if everyone's asking for that sandwich, how come they're not doing it? Everyone asks for it. It's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> why? Yeah, why everybody asks just... for that sandwich. Why don't you make it then? Why don't you put it on the menu? It's not even a fucking sandwich. It's just <laughs> the same plate for the same price. Yeah. Oh, believe me, that's 
You don't want to go down that road. Man. <laughs> you, you don't know what I did with the Zanku chicken and the falafel. I mean, the falafel <laughs> joint known as the shawarma. You don't know. I got in my car and left. Oh. And I drove to the other Zanku chicken, which is 17 miles away in Los Angeles traffic. I said, fuck you. I got my car and I drove. Now you know you always got to bring a friend, and then you each get the plate, and then you got to half swap. You got to mm. share. Or you go the one in Hollywood, where in which case I just walked in and said, like, uh, I want a 50-50 shawarma plate. And the guy goes, you want the Pepsi with that, too? And I'm like, what? You can just <laughs> do it. I told that bitch you could do it. <laughs> I did it at the place in Sherman Oaks many times. That's what drove me Except nuts. Except in California, if, you, if, if two people got the two plates and you wanted to share, California was like, no sharing. No sharing. No sharing. Put a ple- piece of plexi between the two shawarma plates. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a road trip that uh, I did not want to go on. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll tell you that road trip. I want to uh, take a moment to uh, tell you about uh, Geico. You can uh, take a drive with Geico. That uh, that road trip, we're supposed to tell happy stories here, but uh, I got to tell you, this had a happy ending, <laughs> but, but there was a certain amount of vengeance involved with this okay. uh, Geico road trip. I did go out to the uh, Sherman Oaks Zanku Chicken. I did order my 50-50 shawarma plate. Yeah. The uh, young gal behind the counter with too uh, too much uh, eye makeup on said, uh, we can't do that. I said, oh, I know you can because I've done it here many times. <laughs> and they're like, mm, we can't do that. And I said, oh, I know. First off, you can. The two... The two rotisserie spits are three feet away from each other. Yeah. You have an electric knife in between the two of them. Yeah. It just trim it off into the styrofoam to-go container. And she said, no, nah, we can't. And then I said, uh, I know you can because this is what I order when I'm here. Right. And this is how I do it. And she said, no. And so I said, uh, you know what? Let me talk to your manager. And then she said, <laughs> he's not here. And then I said, well, then who's going to know? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to know? Cosmical. Yeah. And, and, and that's when she said, everybody asked for that. <laughs> I love that you think Sherman Oaks is a road trip. I w- no. How dare you? I want to track down this shrew. She's probably in her early 40s now, or hopefully dead. <laughs> but the, the, the point is, is I, I was indignant. I said, I know where the other Zanku is, but yeah. it, it's in... Deep Hollywood. Yeah. And Sherman Oaks to Deep Hollywood and L.A. traffic. That's another road trip. That's a, that's a road trip. That's, that's a road 45 trip. 45 minutes. Yeah. And I turn around and I said, screw this. And I, I got in my car and I drove to Deep Hollywood <laughs> to get my shawarma, my 50-50 shawarma Yeah, plate. you're like, forget it, lady. I'm going to Hollywood. She's like, great. You Good. can sit in traffic for an hour and spend eleven ninety five in Hollywood. <laughs> for your meat plate that was my <laughs> that was my geico road trip <laughs> i love it sitting in traffic in socal but hungry and hangry and hangry for a while hangry <laughs> driving hangry <laughs> hungry and angry people yeah. driving hangry pulled right into that zanku in uh west uh, hollywood or no just in deep hollywood and uh walked right in got my 50 50 guy didn't even question me no 50 50 shawarma Got myself a drink, sat down, and ate with a vengeance on that bad boy. All right. Should have taken a photo and texted it to the other girl. <laughs> Sent it to the, emailed it to that restaurant. See, it's possible. Taking a photo. I, I would have needed a Polaroid 
and I would have to send it snail mail. I mean, this is literally, I didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. If I would have had a cell phone, I would have called the Zanku Chicken in Hollywood and said, tell this witch that I can do this. All right. So visit uh, Geico.com today. Yeah. Switching your uh, insurance coverage doesn't have to be scary. Take uh Take a few minutes and do that. It takes a, takes a couple of minutes. It takes about 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. And uh, have yourself a uh, happy Geico-ween. That's like Halloween, but with uh, Geico. So, again, visit geico.com today. All right. So, uh, cars for sale. Um, you sold the uh, E46 M3. Yeah, did. Sold it. uh <clears throat> Guy drove out from Arizona with his uh, 16-year-old son. Oh, reminds me of me and my dad back in the day. I mean, it was a 914-6, but it was the same. Oh, well, he drove out a 911 Safari. Air-cooled, the jacked up Yeah, it's like my dad. Yeah, but he had a T, a 972, 911T. Uh, Maybe a 73. Was it a T or an E? I'm going to have to ask my dad. I'll have to look at all the old pictures. Uh, a super nice guy. Uh, they They... Came by, saw the car, and he's like, yeah, we're going to drive out in the 911 Safari. My son's going to drive the BMW home. And I said, you know, it's very fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't want to judge, you know, uh, but it's very fast. And uh, they came over. We looked at the car. We walked through everything on it. I want to make sure they're very much up to speed on all the mods and how to tune stuff and had all the books and the paperwork and everything. And uh, they went for a ride. Uh, I, I was like, here's the keys. It's yours now anyway. <laughs> so just drive it around. Come on back. Let me know if you have any questions. And when they came back, uh, I saw him get into his uh, – I saw the kid get into the safari. And I was like, oh, I thought you were driving it home. And he's like, you're right. It's very fast. And uh, the young man would like a little more seat time at home. Uh. What is which the safari? I appreciate. What's a safari? It's an it's a air-cooled 911 with a lift kit. <laughs> oh, he drove that shit out from Arizona? Yeah, yeah, and it was awesome. Well, I got to tell you, <laughs> you know, sorry for tuning out, but I wasn't really tuned out. It's just when I hear somebody with means who can afford an expensive car on the Internet is driving out with their son, I picture him in something that is is a little more modern, a little more, yeah. you know, whatever. I, 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 I tip the cap, and you're a better man than I, for those who take those kinds of cars on road trips. I find it insane, but I still, the tip of the cap. Oh, like, yeah, 400 miles through the desert? <laughs> and an air-cooled, like, basically... Paris to Dakar, you know, yeah. uh, tribute, Roth, Rothman tribute, you know, with a bar lights, a brush guard in the front. I mean, you know, when I bought my first Lamborghini Mira S, 69 Mira S, when I bought that mm-hmm. car, it had Porsche 996 or whatever mirrors on the outside of it, like big plastic oh, yeah. mirrors yeah. on it, like a supplementary fans and you know heater core cooling you know radiator and like electric fans and stuff yeah. and i remember looking at the car going well, well what's all this and uh the guy sold it was like uh eh, the guy drives it to vegas all the time like, Can you imagine driving a mirror to vegas <laughs> that sounds insane yeah. to me right yeah 
And and the answer is like, well, what could go wrong? Everything could go wrong. Everything. You're lucky to get one of those cars from the place that like restored it back to your house without it overheating. We drove a, the Mira SV from the trailer to the Pebble Beach lawn, and we were like, that was fun. Let's uh, get somebody, get Bodie to put it back later. Yeah. <laughs> so he's taken the the air-cooled – what year was it? Say 77? I, I don't remember exactly what year, but yeah, that sounds – in that era. Yeah. He showed I, up in the car. It, God it seemed bless cool. him, man. And there's a whole – I like the idea that there is this whole market, this whole – new sub-market of people doing really nice tribute replicas, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, in the Porsche department especially. Yeah. And and getting good money for them and using them. and, uh, And I have said for a million years, when all this stuff had started and all these resto mod things and all that kind of, that world, I kept saying... Great. You got a Mustang, you know, 66 notchback, you know, you got a Chevelle, you know, a lot of trying to think of like, there was a, I'm trying to think of eh, a couple Camaros in there and, you know, you had El Caminos, you had like these, these standard vessels, these units, and then they'd go, I took the El Camino and I tubbed it out and I put a roll bar in it and stuff like that. And I put this engine swap and. I was always like, yeah, it's, but it's an El Camino, you know, yeah. like it's cool. But I, I would say, and you were around when I said this, what if they started off with cool yeah. things? What if we jumped, what if our jumping off point was a 911 or a Toyota Land Cruiser or something that was more an interesting point to jump off of yeah. versus just, you know, 60s, you know, American beefy muscle, like, hey, we shave the bumpers and we shave the door handles on the Chevelle. And it's like, eh, that's cool. <laughs> but I, I, it's, you know what I mean? Like, what if you started with a 911? You started with that architecture? Right. How far could you go with it? And the answer is we're seeing it now. People are taking 911s. They're taking... Z cars, they're t- they're taking cars that are more interesting out of the factory, and then seeing where they can go I, with and, them. In the past couple of SEMAs, we've seen uh, a Ferrari three hundred eight and three fifty five. You know, getting getting a full, you know, sort of a racy, almost JDM type treatment on them, and and but right, but just cool jumping off point cars. Uh, definitely seeing more and more of that. Some pretty cool stuff, especially like we said, things like SEMA and whatnot. But now there's companies around it, you know, Jonathan Ward and and Icon and Singer and right. And uh, uh, what's the other one? Gum Gum Gumpert? What's the, who's doing the air cooled Porsches? Like Singer, but air cooled. I don't know. Kalen can yeah, uh, yeah. Kalen can look that one up. I'm a little unfamiliar with that. There's now so much. Yeah, I'm out sure they there. hate the fact that we are. You're going to Google. Uh, uh, air cooled version of this, or, or the later later version of the Singer cars because they were they were all air cooled, but the like the nine nine threes or something that they're doing. I forgot. I don't know why I forgot the mm. the name of the company. No, you're telling me with the carbon fiber body. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I can't uh, and those the name of those that. are awesome. They look great, and we you know I got a, a good deep dive like walk around at, at the one that they had at SEMA last year, which might have been in. Uh, I'm going to get it wrong. One of the car care booths, it was like Meguiar's. I don't think it was Mother's. I think it was Meguiar's booth. And uh, 
Uh, it was just f- fantastic. I thought it was something with a with a G. I don't know why I'm like I know the brand and I know the name, and it's just just slipping my mind right now. But um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool cool version of that. Uh, you know, jumping off points. I don't know. You might see something cool too, like. Maybe something with Lotus. I'd like to see something Lotus Esprit. We've seen like E30 M3s with an LS swap, like done pretty pretty nicely. E30 M3 is a is a great uh, platform to jump off of. Lotus Esprit and almost any year is kind of a cool platform to jump off. Because if you think about of. that car, which which We're mechanically has older, some flaws, yeah, the older ones, yeah. Like you know, do do a version, you know, do a version of the Lotus. Yeah, look, you can find Lotus Esprits all over the place for cheap because they just didn't really run that Mm -hmm. well or perform that well. Um, They had a V8, twin turbocharged V8 version at the end, but earlier it was was just a straight four with a turbo on it, which which made good horsepower for back in the day, like uh, like a a two-liter... in line four, making like 280 horsepower, something yeah. like that. Now the S4, now the S4S was the hot one, right? You know, and and you know, uh, you know, it's a pretty good platform to jump off of too. With this is a Porsche 944. Yeah, they could do those up nicely. Those, especially when they start getting in kind of a boxier, flared mm-hmm. kind of race trim kind of look, they start coming into their own. Sort of physically, not so much the 924, but the 944 looks pretty good. Yeah, I always liked those. I always thought that was a cool, cool car. I don't know what the, they are really like to drive and own. But. The, you know, back in the day, like I think that 87, 88, like the Turbo S in that car, the 2.4, whatever, that thing was making like 260 horsepower back in the day, which is not. Uh, not nothing back in the late 80s, mid-late 80s, when people were struggling to find horsepower. You know, those things were, were cooking pretty good. Also, uh, the SVT, no, wait, is it SVT Mustang? SVO. SVO, yeah, SVO Mustang. That, that'd be a pretty cool platform yeah. to jump off of as well. The, the Porsche, I was thinking, was Gunther, Gunther Works. Uh, Gunther works. All right, let me hit a uh, quick 15-second uh, Dodge piece over here. Time for Dodge Power Dollars. That means each horsepower, you get 10 bucks off your purchase on Dodge Charger, Challenger, Durango. So come on in to Dodge Power Dollars today for an amazing deal. Yeah, it's a good maybe CNC, CAD, uh, Lays, or good old American Gumption has uh, opened it up. But it's, it's a good time for cars because people are... Also, I, I think I think we've evolved a lot, you know, in a pretty short period of time. I've always looked at cars and just went, well, that's a cool that's a cool piece, but eh, the bumper looks bad and the side marker mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm. bad and the car's sitting up too high in the front, you know, like this could be breathed on and fixed pretty easily if somebody wanted to do it. And no one ever really wanted to do it, and now people seem like they want to do it. Now, l- let me ask you about this. So mechanically, that's mostly aesthetic, but mechanically, what do you think of the idea, because this is starting to happen more, of taking 911s and Lotus or whatever, these cool jumping off points, redoing it, doing a SEMA build, but electric? Because the idea of like an electric crate motors are now starting to come, it, you know, st- st- starting to become a thing, 
like the you know like Jimmy Kimmel's flat screen TV. They're too expensive, but but it, it won't be that way forever. There's Jimmy's a company got an electric thing. <laughs> yeah, I've got that too. Yeah, he's well, got so. which I'm sure he paid a ton for to get Probably. that converted. Yeah, this company, uh, uh, I think it's EV West, takes a Tesla electric motor. They put like a billet coupler on it that just has a U joint to a drive shaft. So imagine just an electric motor that attaches to a drive shaft, no transmission, but they've made it work with just like small block Chevy or LS motor mounts. Now mm. you can just drop it in and you know finish it up, but you 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 got to do the batteries and however how many batteries you want, a little or a lot, depending on what you're putting it in. C10 truck versus you know Chevy Camaro or whatever. Mm. Uh, but that motor is configured up for 600 horsepower and 900 pound-feet of torque. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, that package is $30,000 before you get into batteries, and it's probably going to be 50000 with batteries. So it's still the 100-inch flat screen that Jimmy has. It's not quite the go-to-Walmart and you buy the same TV for $1,700. Mm-hmm. But, mm. uh, but the idea of electrification in – in older cars is it is do you think that could be the next wave of of like the resto mods and the you know can you see like a like a like a race spec kind of dots in you know a 240 show up at SEMA with an electric motor or see the lotus or the porsche with the electric motor you know i i like all innovation i like when people just sort of experiment and try shit and i like that you know as far as the sema build goes it's fine but i'm trying to think for me when it comes to a sema build or comes to a build hot rod build or whatever i feel like the engine is about 35 percent of the build for me yeah i want to pop that hood and see what's hiding under there and either be impressed or as oftentimes I am disappointed by your sort of GM crate <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? So there's a kind of cop out version. And then there's like, oh, my God, Bodie's got the 427 with the overhead cams, the Ford, you know, NASCAR engine and dropped it into the whatever. Yeah. And that's like, oh, that is cool. You know, I, I I sound a little bit like a broken record here, but I every once in a while when I hop on Bring a Trailer, I see, oh, it's a Jag 3.8 uh, inline six for sale with the transmission or 4.2. And I go, would somebody get one of those jewels of an engine, do the gold head and the polished you know, rockers, the the, the polish, um, the cam covers, cam covers, cam. Yeah. What do I call them? Rocker. I mean, rocker, rocker, cover. rocker covers. Whatever. They probably don't have rockers. Eh, they have rockers. All right. The point is, polish that up, paint that thing. You know, get the triple. You know, Weber side draft fifties on there. Yeah. Some kind of cool bespoke aluminum air box, you know, plenum or something, drop that shit into something cool. Yeah. You know, and then we'll yeah, pop yeah. the hood and we'll go, whoa, that is fucking awesome. And then you can fire it up, you know, and we'll hear that Jag motor in a in a Z car or yeah. whatever. Or, you know, Toyota Supra or something. It'll be totally cool. <laughs> no one's doing it in a Supra, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? And And it's like, that is a lot of it for me. And the part where you go... We're going to take an, an an old 911 and we're going to electrify it. That's cool if you're a rich guy and you live in Manhattan Beach and you just want something cool to tool around in. It doesn't feel SEMA buildy to me. It mm-hmm. just feels like 
I would do less of a SEMA build and more of a practical version of that car, like some ground clearance, some 60 series tires, you know, something I could take to yeah. the supermarket and, and, you know, get some light, some beers and head, head, yeah, head yeah. back to the party with or something like that, you know. So I like the electrification of a, of an old fill in the blank car. The SEMA build, at some point, I'm going to kind of guess what that power plant is and then have the dude pop the hood. And be blown yeah, away yeah, yeah. by it. You know? What do you think of that Jag engine? But uh, you ditch the Webers. You go to individual throttle bodies. You mm-hmm. fuel inject it mm. and, and maybe even throw on a turbo. Preach. What about a turbo version of that engine? <laughs> as long as the turbo has a, a big-ass plenum. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a really cool powder wrinkle finished you know aluminum plenum you know yeah 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 i'm i'm down with that i mean look i'm down i'm down with that thing with the uh six individual throttle body and just big old polished stacks coming out the side i'd be down with that but if you want to get into the turbo fine yeah i just i i mean i couldn't imagine like i don't think that's been done has anybody turboed that engine or i mean in a jag or outside of a jag i don't know if that's been done but it'd be kind of cool to yeah to see well i've never seen it but if anyone's listening <laughs> <laughs> they should uh well, kaylin's been listening get on that kaylin <laughs> they should they should definitely do that uh also if anyone's listening, I'm looking for some equipment rentals we were talking about uh, yesterday, looking for a boom, jib, boom, sky. What was that thing? What'd you the, call that the thing? The articulating boom? Boom. Yeah. Jib? Some, something you could paint three stories up on. Yeah. We need, we need, that, we need that bucket. We need the, the bucket lift, basically, with the four wheels on it so you can lift somebody's 45 feet into the air and paint the side of a building. Right. And, and you know, maneuver it around and move, a little maneuver bit. Maneuver around. Not a scissor lift. No, no, no. It's got to have the articulating arm. It's got to reach out. Right. Right. So you got to be able to park this on the street and then reach out to right. you know, the front of a building or the side of the building. Yeah, like a three-story apartment building. Yeah. Or two and a half. If anyone has any contacts where should they go yeah 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 if you're in la and you run that company <laughs> tell us <laughs> uh, hit, hit us up we're, we're looking for one of those things all right uh to rent not to buy <laughs> yeah yeah to, to rent not to buy all right well i think my screen's down but i'll just go off of memory you can uh go to uh the cajun dome in lafayette louisiana i think that's october 24th and uh i'm doing uh a live podcast there, and then I'm doing a stand-up show as well. So you can uh, you can check that one out. You can go to amcrolla.com for all the live shows and all the whatever you whatever the hell you need. And chassis C H A S S Y. Remember, we have all the movies and the Blu-rays and the T-shirts and mm-hmm. the Shelby stuff there. What do you got? Yeah, follow me at uh, Motorator on social media, and uh, I, by the time you listen, I would already put up that uh, escort photo or the little video, so you can hear that thing, see what it looks like. And you can see stand-up at our YouTube channel, my t- YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Adam Kroll. Until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast. 
is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. You know, it's really scary seeing just how much you could be saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. Almost as scary as that homemade elf costume that your mom made you wear in junior high school. Well, Geico can't erase the memory of tripping down the hallway in those pointy shoes, but they can save you 15% or more on car insurance. So stop waking up at night in a cold sweat wondering what happened to that green onesie. Just switch to Geico and save. In 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance.